<laughs> okay, so I've been doing this thing where instead of starting with a normal theme song, I've been making it like a sad version because it just doesn't <laughs> fit the vibe right now. Like I'm going through it. So instead I'm going to be like, Welcome to another episode of Confidently Scares Podcast where we are absolutely sure we don't know everything. I want to get right to this episode because I've got a friend here today. I've got friend of the pod, friend in real life, IRL, and uh, personal stan. Uh, Tori Dunlap is back, you guys. You know her from her first 100K. She's already got a best-selling book that's not even out yet. She's a multimillionaire. She's running her own company. She's uh, just an overall bad bitch, and I love her, and she's my friend. Hi, Tori. <laughs> you make me sound so much cooler than I am, and for that, I love you. So bitch, thank you. Thanks for having you me know back. How great you are. Thanks for coming back. Um, so we actually saw each other last week. I think I was like yes. two days post breakup or had i even was it only it yet? two i yeah oh, it I was thought this had been around for a- no like, i mean oh, we were i would have certainly- really i hugged you but i would have <laughs> hugged you even tighter somehow oh you I'm gave sorry, me such love. a good hug no you i think it's because personally i've been going through it like we were deciding if breaking up was a good yeah. idea and that lasted for months but Got you it. came over like right after and uh, mm. I came and did your podcast, which everyone needs to go listen to, uh, number one yes. finance podcast uh, on the platforms. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I was like, wait, I actually am going through something massive financially and I need your help. And you were like, yeah, literally, per- like just reach out personally or like I can help whatever, anything. And yep. I was like, no, 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 I want to do this live on the air because. This is a subject that I don't think it's talked about literally at all. I couldn't find any good advice, but we're talking about financial uncoupling today. How do you feel? I honestly feel a little nervous too, because I, I don't know if I'm an expert on this, but I'm sure I'm going to have good things to say, but it's also, (laughs) it is, it's any part of this is going to be messy. Even if you have the most like respectful, understanding ex slash partner like Mm -hmm. it's going to be slightly messy and so Mm. i am going to give as much good advice as i can but there's probably going to be moments today where i'm actually like let's talk about it i'm not sure so um because yeah nobody's talking about it yeah before we do anything i have to acknowledge our same nail polish color it's literally the 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 color of the summer it's tennis ball yellow it's it is also on my toesies, um, bad bitch energy, Leo season. Let's go. Um, okay. So by the time this episode comes out, I will have been two weeks post breakup publicly. Um, and it's her birthday. So wish oh her my God. Birthday. Thank you. As a Leo, I absolutely needed that. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and I am, we, we are still very much figuring it out financially uncoupling. Yeah. And so I kind of not only wanted to ask you about, you know, specific questions people had asked me about, but then also I wanted to go through some actual real life situations money sure. wise that I'm going through. But I want to start with you. Have you as the fucking financial feminist, huh? ever gone through and i know you're so young so like if not totally cool but have you ever i'm 28 i'm like that weird like i'm not completely young but i'm not old yet you're still younger than me so you'll always be young sure (laughs) have you ever gone through your own financial uncoupling 
I think that's part of the reason why I feel a little out of my depths to talk about it is I've never actually had that experience. I've actually never like moved in with a partner. That's never been my experience. And so, yeah, I've never had to do that. But even in, uh, you know, breakups where you aren't completely intermeshed, mm -hmm. there were certain conversations about like things we bought together, mm -hmm. like even like a board game yeah. <laughs> Who owns the board game after. Yeah. Right. What is it? What was considered a gift versus something you co-owned? Mm. So I think that some of those conversations happened, um, mm. or, you know, what things do you want back from mm. their house or from the place that they live versus what mm. stuff are you keeping? Um, I have been lucky to never have have to have gone through that but i think that's a part uh one part of that you know we've i've had a lot of conversations very early on with people obviously if you date me you know you're gonna have to talk about money that's kind of a prerequisite <laughs> to our relationship so i think i've avoided a lot of those situations because i've had good conversations mm -hmm. but i think the other thing is uh, that's just hasn't been an experience in my life where i have like interwoven mm -hmm. my personal finances or my uh, you know, my residency with sure. somebody else. Well, look, like, I don't even think the conversation would have been, would be the same if you had had that experience before, because I know your love life. I know you, I know what's going on with you. And I know yeah. that where you are now financially is significantly different from perhaps where oh, you've been from like two years ago. Yes. It's so different. So even if you had, yeah. it's like you, well, you wouldn't have been the expert anyway, because you are no financially richer now. And, yeah. uh, yeah. I, I have to ask then like when you're going into a relationship, when you're talking about finances, like, I love that you brought that up where in your opinion does that conversation belong mm. um how are you going to have these conversations differently what things what like boundaries and rules are you gonna set like walk me through your idea of doing this healthily for like your tax bracket <laughs> i so appreciate you bringing that up because i was going to bring it up anyway mm. we don't want to wait until we're breaking up to have a first conversation <laughs> about money <laughs> Just the same way that you don't want to wait until you're at the altar to have a first conversation about money. And we know from statistics that actually some stats say the number one, but at least top three reason that couples end up separating has mm. something to do with money. Mm. Now it might not be like directly related to money, right? You know, maybe how, how much somebody makes or like financial infidelity, but it might just be like, oh, we don't feel comfortable getting financially naked, mm. right? we will as a society literally sleep with somebody before we, you know, we'll fuck somebody before we'll have a conversation <laughs> like about most, money. like almost a hundred percent of the time I have guilty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I think that part of those conversations can start as early as the first date. Mm. And I don't know if you and I mentioned this, I've mentioned on a couple other shows, but the person I'm now dating, we actually yes. had a conversation about money kind of inadvertently on our first date. How where, did you do that? So it was, he knew, you know, who I was. The weird thing about dating me is that you can Google me and yes. have like 10th date information. Like uh, you have a general idea same. of my net worth, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, exactly. Oh, my <laughs> net worth is for Kelsey. It's like, mine is the, someone. No, but for yeah. Kelsey, it's like the meta, the medications I'm taking, <laughs> you know, the my pussy problems, nothing correct yeah. about my money is on the internet. But for you, it's, it's literally like raging, raging yeah. drunk for a while, you know? <laughs> 
yeah accurate like nothing for me bad. it's like it's like financial details like mm-hmm. that are very very intimate and so you know he knew who i was he knew you know my business and so we went out we had a really nice time and the check came and we did one of those where we're like who's who's gonna reach for it and he gave me this look that you're not gonna be able to see if you're listening to the show but it kind of looked like um uh, like uh you know cat got the canary like this little like secret of like do I, what do I do? And I looked at him and I'm like, what's going on? What's up? Cause I could just tell he was, he was wanting to say something. And he goes, I would really like to pay, oh. but I don't want to offend you. Is that okay? That is and I was like, yes, of course you can pay. Moment. Of course you can pay. Of all time. But like, that was a conversation about money. Mm. No, it was really tiny. It was a moment. Right. But that was a conversation about like, how are we going to divvy things up? Right. Mm-hmm. And as someone who I, you know, I knew even then that I made more than him because I make ni- more than 99% of men that exactly. I'm going to talk to, Amen, which is bitch. incredible, yeah. amazing. Um, but like, you know, he, I'm sure he knew, I knew, but that was important to him. Mm-hmm. And he also wanted to make sure that that act of kindness, chivalry, whatever you want to call it, was not going to offend me. Mm. And that was a conversation about money and actually something that really endeared me to him because he wasn't... Uh, he wasn't scared to bring up and be vulnerable and bring something up like that. Mm. So you can have conversations about money that are as casual as like, Hey, uh, like I'll buy dinner. You buy ice cream after. Does that sound good? Mm-hmm. Right. Or, uh, Hey, I really want to split this. Or if I plan the date, I'm good with paying. Mm-hmm. Does that work with you? And vice versa. Right. Mm-hmm. Those kind of conversations can happen as you're just like casually starting to date mm-hmm. as you get more intimate, more, mm-hmm. you know, your lives are forming, maybe you've attached a label to something, mm-hmm. then you're starting to have more intentional conversations, maybe about the life you want to have mm-hmm. and the life that you potentially want to have with this person. Mm-hmm. So for me, I envision a life where, you know, I, a lot of my money is going towards food and going towards travel mm-hmm. for my partner. You know, maybe those things are, are unique, but maybe he wants to spend his money elsewhere, mm-hmm. right? Or maybe they want to spend their money elsewhere. So kind of determining like, what are their values? Mm -hmm. How do they want to live their life? Mm -hmm. There's a couple moments where you might think, oh, well that that's comparable Mm -hmm. or that doesn't make sense at all. Mm -hmm. Right. If I am dating somebody who is willing to go and like spend money that they don't have, that will not be a healthy relationship. Like that is a red flag, red enough for me to call it off right there. Wow. Like I love if you, that. If you're actively spending money that you don't have, that shows me that you are not financially responsible. You probably have somebody that you feel you need to impress. You're making up for just like, you know, you have these other red flags wow. that are not related to money, right? If I saw somebody spending money repeatedly that I knew they didn't have, especially to like fill a void or to impress somebody, mm-hmm. th- that's a hard no. Wow. I, so, so hot. you can watch those sort. <laughs> I'm like that. You can so watch those hot. sorts of behaviors, yeah. right? Thank you. Boundaries are hot, baby. Yeah. But like we we you can watch that manifest. And you can also have these really exciting conversations like, hey, if you won the lottery, what would you do with it? Yeah. Like what what would you do with it? Or, you know, um what are you what are you trying to do with your career? Because that is a financial question, mm-hmm. right? Like what do you see as your career goals? Then if we're getting more and more serious in the relationship, we're having conversations about how that person's values and my values are going to intersect. Mm -hmm. Because if you are going to be either a long-term committed Mm -hmm. partner to this other person, Mm -hmm. or especially getting literally financially 
legally yoked to this person. You need to make sure that you understand what your values are, understand what their values are and figure it, figure out how they're going to mix. That's do so we want key. children? Those are a significant financial investment. Is somebody going to go back to school? Is somebody going to start a business? Mm. Do you want to retire early? Do you, are mm. you going to quit your job when you raise those children? Mm. Who is anybody staying home? Mm. Okay. Then are you going to daycare? Are you hiring a nanny? Like, what does that look like? Mm. So every single conversation really that you're going to have in a relationship is somehow related to money. Mm -hmm. Truly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Again, if you want to travel with this other person, cool. You need money to do that. You want to buy a house? Great. You're going to need money to do that. You're going to need a good credit score to do mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. So have conversations throughout your entire relationship. That's now massive. let's talk about, I've, I've been on a rant. No, you can are you me kidding? No, no, I'm, I'm stacking up <laughs> questions, dog. Cause I got, I got questions. So don't worry. You, this is a, this okay. is a good rant. So this is like healthy, great building relationship. Let's say that relationship is no longer healthy or no longer works. And you decide that you Me. want to uncouple, <laughs> you want to break yes. up. We hope that you have, uh, partnered with somebody who is as gracious in the relationship as they are having exited mm. the relationship. And this is not a piece of financial advice, but this is a piece of personal advice that I have realized in the past couple years. If I could give one piece of dating advice, when you are dating somebody, you are not dating them for how they show up in the relationship. You are, but really I am looking for somebody that if we break up, they're going to still be civil and treat me with grace and kindness, even if they don't have a quote unquote, like responsibility to do that. Mm. anymore. Mm. And so if I am looking for somebody that I think is right for me, somebody that could be my partner. Really, I'm looking for if this person doesn't have any responsibility, and I'm putting that in quotes, responsibility to me anymore, how are they going to behave? Mm. And I expect them to behave with as much kindness and grace mm -hmm. when they don't owe me anything anymore. Mm. So that's the first thing. Let's assume that this is a positive thing where both parties are willing to come together and, and act like adults. <laughs> It's a lot of more conversations. Yeah. It's a lot of what is, what is ours versus, versus mine versus yours. Mm -hmm. If you have pets, if you have children together, mm -hmm. it's deciding what, uh, what is the, I almost said ownership, but it kind of <laughs> it is, is ownership yeah. of the pet or ownership of those children. Yeah. Like who gets time? If it's a pet, is that, uh, you know, does that pet just become mine or just become mm -hmm. yours? I will say that I have seen with friends try to do the split thing. Mm -hmm. It very rarely works mm -hmm. with pets. Mm -hmm. um, ultimately, it's your life. It's your it's mm -hmm. you, you as Kelsey, but also you as listener. <laughs> like it's it's yeah, it, it's a lot easier I think to decide that one person gets yeah. the dog, cat, mm -hmm. parrot versus trying to split custody. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's figuring out okay if you own significant investments mm -hmm. together own property mm -hmm. have a shared bank account have a car that you own mm -hmm. together how do you how do you divide that mm -hmm. up and hopefully what's actually happened before you've even you know progressed towards breaking up is you've actually had a contract that outlines mm -hmm. that that outlines hey we're you know we're buying a car together here's what happens if we break mm -hmm. up and a lot of people like, it's the same thing with prenups. A lot of people, uh, will like be in my DMS and they're like, prenups are unsexy. And also it means that, uh, you think the marriage is going to fail Shit. and they're unromantic. And I'm like, it is a legal binding thing when you buy a car together or get married or buy a house together or get, uh, have a kid together. You are legally binded to that person 
even if you never sign anything. So you may as well dictate how you want yourself to be protected and how you want this other person to be protected Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because the state will decide it for you. Mm. If you don't have a prenup, you actually do. (laughs) You actually do. And it's called the state law. The state law has already determined how things will get split. And unless you're super down with how your state is splitting things, uh, you need your own document Mm -hmm. and you especially really need your own document. If you actually aren't legally coupled in some way, either Mm -hmm. with, you know, a a legally defining partnership or a marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say just in general as well, we talked about like the general, um, you know, the, the idea that hopefully you have uh, somebody who is willing to have these conversations Mm -hmm. with you. If you aren't, Mm All of this becomes worse. Yes. <laughs> and you have to start deciding. I really have talked for like 12 no, minutes. This is, I, I am at this um, point <laughs> listening to your sermon and I'm, I am a full participating. I really did. Member. I'm like, I'm like, how many, no, I'm like about to, I'm about point. to take notes. I'm like, and, uh, and <laughs> <laughs> my last point, if you do have somebody who, and maybe you're the person who's like not mm. behaving well, yeah. <laughs> um, you get to decide, you need to decide what am I willing to compromise on mm-hmm. slash cut my losses on? Mm-hmm. And what am I willing not to mm-hmm. Right? If I love this dog more than anything, mm-hmm. I might be willing to give up more money if it means I get to keep Aww, the dog. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I would also say, I see, we know this from statistics and I know this from my own work. We see women give up a lot more, yeah. especially emotional. Mm-hmm. So I want to keep the house. You can have the money. I want to keep the dog. You can have the money. Mm. That's beautiful. Yes. Those are the things that really mean something. However, I've seen, especially women get royally fucked over because they give all of the retirement savings to the other partner, regardless of if that person contributed. Right. Because maybe if part of that money is yours, let me try that again. No, I was, that was, that was authentic. I liked it. (laughs) (laughs) if part of that money is yours, well, that's your money Mm -hmm. and you deserve to have it. Not just as you're like, yeah, fine, whatever, Mm -hmm. but I want the Mm -hmm. dog. It's your money. And also if you didn't financially contribute directly, Mm -hmm. if that isn't directly your money, were you taking care of children or alien family members so that your partner could go out and make that money? Mm -hmm. Because I would argue part of that money is yours. Mm -hmm. You gave your partner the ability to go out and make money, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So you have to decide what am I willing to compromise on? Mm-hmm. What am I willing to give up? Mm-hmm. And what am I not willing to give up? Mm. I love that. And getting people involved. If you need to get people involved, right. don't be afraid to get a lawyer. Don't be afraid to sign contracts. If, if, if your partner balks at the idea of you asking them to sign a contract, I will Run. tell you that is not a person <laughs> to be with. That's not a person to be yeah, with. Yeah. It's intimidation. Okay. Sermon no, over. That, hold on. Hard pause. Take your sips of water. Everybody take a breath. That was fucking Thank you. gorgeous, beautiful. You answered. I didn't realize we were going to go for You answered <laughs> that 99% of my questions anyway. So now I'm just going to hit you with like the very specific real comments and like also get your hot takes Great. on some things. So basically yeah. talk about money. Always, always, always. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid. You're talking about, hopefully you're talking about everything else. You're talking about religion. You're talking about mm-hmm. sex. You're mm-hmm. talking about everything. Add money. Politics. You need to like money affects everything and it can be a positive thing, right? It's like, how do I use money as a tool to build the life that I want or build the life that we want together? Mm -hmm. And then when you're separating, how do we, how do we continue to have Mm -hmm. conversations where 
we as much as possible leave this feeling at least neutral. foundationally okay. <laughs> neutral. Right. Yeah. Right. Sure. Totally. Neutral. I'll take neutral. Yeah. yeah. So totally. when Jared and I first got together, I made a lot of assumptions about his financial status because we traveled mm. the same, you know, we didn't mind spending money on, uh, you know, nice dinners. Um, I very, uh, drunkenly on our first date bought $400 worth of Dave and Buster's cards for us on our very first date. And he was like, did you just, and I was like, don't worry about it. I'm having a great time. And then, you know what? We stayed together for five years. So maybe it wasn't such a massive mistake, but looking back on it, it was an investment. It was alcohol. It was an alcoholic investment. Um, but something that my mother taught me, which I don't know, hot take, is this healthy or not? Kind of what I'm asking is that we never combined, combined it, combined our finances, combined it, combined it, it mm-hmm. our finances in a way that tied ourselves legally to each other um, in the way of like contracts, right? Like I'll, I'll ask another question after. 100% the right okay, decision. Good. Especially because uh, we weren't married very... or ever going to get married, I don't think. Yeah. I actually went on my friend Victoria Garrick's podcast. She just got married this past weekend. And so she did a like, should I merge my finances episode? And she had me on. And then she had her now brother-in-law who was like, merge everything. And I'm like, merge nothing. No, but like, um, my, there are very few like hard and fast personal finance rules that I live by. But one of them is you cannot merge completely. Like the ideal that I found is like shared bank account for shared expenses, right? Like if you're both paying the rent, if you're both, you know, if you're taking hippo to the, to the mm-hmm. vet, right? Like those things should be in your shared bank mm-hmm. account. But I, again, I could go on another 20 minute sermon about specifically the negatives around combining your finances, both from a, you know, equality in the partnership mm-hmm to women getting utterly fucked yes. over and sometimes literally unable to leave a yes. relationship because they don't have yes. their own money. That was always like the 99% was you never want to yeah. have to rely on your partner and especially a man to be able to, make I want you decisions. to be in a yeah. situation you want to be rather than a situation. Amen. You're forced to be. A fucking man. 99% of domestic violence cases have some sort of financial abuse tied mm-hmm. to them. Like that's the extreme, mm-hmm. but it happens. Mm-hmm versus the like less extreme is I want you to be able to buy things that you like without having to counsel the mm-hmm, other person mm-hmm, all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. In addition, I want you to be able to buy gifts for the mm-hmm. person without them seeing, mm-hmm. right. Um, not in a secretive mm-hmm. way, but in a fun yeah. way. And it's just, again, you want to be in that relationship because you want to be there rather than you being forced to be there. So I think the ideal is you have, if you are merging some finances or combining something, especially like moving mm-hmm. in together, bank account for shared expenses, separate separate accounts other than that. okay so then let me ask the specific question here we yep. go confidants getting a real hard fast look at raw financial stuff right here breakup right in your face um jared bought a tesla all all the way cash he bought it outright when we first got together because it was a massive tax write-off and he was a big techie guy and they had some sort of special where you would get a ten thousand dollar write-off so he paid $60,000 cash. He got the $10,000. Well, it was $58,000 plus he put like two grand into the rim. So let's say 58000 He got the 10000 uh, tax back. So he really paid 48000 for the Tesla Model 3 back in 2018, which was yep. pr- a m- pretty great deal for if he, he needed a car, which he did. 
it's a car that constantly upgrades its software, so it's not massive maintenance. You rarely have to take it in. It's got all the tech upgrades. You don't have to justify yeah, yeah, yeah. No. it. No, I'm, right. I'm, I'm telling the confidants why it was a good, why, why this sure. is going to matter for, for the later half, right? So, got it. Okay. I had my own car. I ended up selling my car because we didn't need two cars, and we decided that we were going to split it because for him, I was using it probably more than him, and I said, I would be willing to split the car with you if I can be on a payment plan. I can't just give you, you know, $24,000 right up front to be in halvesies with you on this 48K container, but I'll give you payments and installments. And basically I paid off my half over the course of the relationship so that we co-own now this Tesla 50-50. We are now at a point where... Now I know what you're thinking, Kelsey, when did you become obsessed with cowboy boots. Well, did you forget that I was raised in Florida? Are you forgetting I'm a little country girl by heart? I even wore my Tacovas recently when I went on a ski trip with my family to Colorado. I wore my white Tacovas when I went to the Taylor Swift concert. And if you didn't think you would need cowboy boots anytime soon, uh, might I remind you that Beyonce just dropped her little country album and you're going to need some Tacovas. Tacovas is my favorite boot brand and they're bringing a fresh perspective to hair boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. And Tacova's is Western to their core, offering a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples, trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it, and they'll get you outfitted. If you can't make it to one of their stores, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com and point your toes west. Jared does not want the car. He's like, we can sell it on eBay Motors. And I think the highest quote he got was for like 38000 which is a $10,000 loss. So that's $5,000 loss each, which then leads me to my point of like, yeah, we could sell it. But then to buy a car for myself, if I were to buy my own Tesla, they're, they're at 60,000. So there's no way I would do that. Here's why I want to keep the Tesla. And it sounds so fucking stupid, but I swear to God, you guys, people who get it, the girlies that get it, get it because it has dog mode. It allows me to bring Hippo everywhere with me. I can leave him. We have very tinted windows and I have this like umbrella shade in the car for him. I can leave him in the car as a crate for over an hour and he loves it. And it stays at 66 degrees, baby, because I can walk away. I can Mm. be around town. I can take meetings. It has been a emotional, stressless experience. Now, here's where things get tricky though, right? If I want to keep it, I have to now pay him out, which if we're looking at the original purchase, I would pay him $24,000 cash. But now you have to look at the devaluation of the car. We've had it for five years. If we're going at half of 38,000, that's 19,000. And then I want a little bit of room for negotiating, right? So do I offer him 15,000 and see where he lands? I'm literally doing, I hope he doesn't listen to this and like, (laughs) be like, no, bitch, you're paying me. Kelsey, you're saying 
no, everything you just said is brilliant and exactly what okay, I was Okay, but then say. here's okay, and then so my last question is, right? Do I is it cheaper which I looked it up and I don't think it is. I was going to say is it cheaper to sell the car, take the 5k loss, walk away with 19k no. and then try no. and lease so. a car because everyone's saying No, don't okay, lease a car. Okay, don't lease okay, a car. Don't is, lease a car. Okay, don't lease I a car. agree, but like some older business managers are like owning a car is no. so stupid. I'm like no. owning a Tesla isn't no. stupid because it upgrades itself. No. Okay, speak on it, sister. No. Speak on no. it. No, we um uh I, I wish it's, I, I will give my legal disclaimer. I am not a financial advisor. Ultimately you have Thank to make you. your own decisions. Thank and you. I also know a bit more about yes. Kelsey's life, but still cannot <laughs> give her personalized advice. But I also, also can't give any listener out there. This is not Thank hard you. and fast. Don't lease a car. Got it. <laughs> don't okay. do it. Um, don't lease a car. And I would say, um, a car you own that runs mm-hmm. well, that is way cheaper than buying a new mm-hmm. car is always the better okay. car. <laughs> That's what I, I literally, Tori, I don't think you understand. And I would, I would go text him like today in case, you know, this yeah. episode does come out. I would offer, I would offer, yep, you're doing the exact right thing. Like, what is your walk away? What is your, like, if he wants like 30 K for this car, I'm out, but I'll take, you know, I'll give him 20. Like, what does that look like? That's, that's exactly what you kidding. should be doing. Of like, when okay. I tell you, I haven't yeah. made a decision yet. Cause I was waiting to speak to you about this. Like, Oh, that means so much. Thank you. No, don't lease a car. You want to own the car and you also, um, you already like the the car, car. you know, it runs well, right? You've, you know where Mm -hmm. it's been, you know, the Mm -hmm. maintenance on it, right? I know Tesla's Mm -hmm. are minimal maintenance, but at least, you Mm -hmm. know, right. Um, you Mm -hmm. like the car, Mm -hmm. you like your, for Mm -hmm. your lifestyle, there's no reason to go and get another mm-hmm. car, especially if he doesn't mm-hmm. want it and yeah. you want it. That's the ideal and, scenario. And okay, so then here's right? part two of that question. Let's, I let's don't do it. want to be in debt to an ex, even if we are very uh-huh. sure. amicable and speaking kindly and clearly. He offered to me, you know, hey, if you want to pay that out over time, we can figure out some sort of payment plan, which... I appreciate, but the ego in me wants to just be like, take 15 K and walk bitch. But what say you honestly, if you can't afford it, I would not be in debt to an ex either. Like you, you want to cut every tie unless there is like, you you don't want to mean friends, but even that like it needs to go for a little bit. Um, like I, I would not want to do that. Even just the even if it was the most beautiful, joyous, mm-hmm. emotional mm-hmm. experience where like everybody was civil and everybody's fine. You're in the back of your head, you're still going like, I am tied to him mm-hmm. some way. Mm-hmm. So if you financially mm-hmm. can do your 15 K, get it out of the way. Do you way. think 15 K is a good I offer? think there's, uh, if, if it's really 19, I think that's fine. We were, like the devaluation 19 and then like maybe settle. I think, I think that okay. makes sense. You could even go if 19 is the number you want to land at. I mean you could go like 14, five and see what mm-hmm. happens. Right. Or like 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. And then maybe if he says, Oh, well 22, you can go 17. Yeah. Right. Like don't do 19 yeah. out of no. If that's the number you want to meet at negotiation one one. <laughs> if the number you want to meet at is like, yeah, let's say it's 19. You need to ask for less because most likely the person right. will want more with the expectation that after a little bit of back and forth, you'll yeah. meet in the middle yeah. of that number. Yeah. So you want to be like the, the, you know, the, the bottom of the, the mm-hmm. sandwich there at the top. You want to be in the middle with the meat. And the, the turkey sandwich. or the roast beef pastrami, yep. whatever you're into. And the, the turkey. Mm. 
the tofu. I don't know. They're tofu sandwiches. No, yeah, there are some. Um, so yeah, I, 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 if you can financially do that, I would, I would. Well, so yeah, here's it. Just say, hey, I'll give you this. We don't have to worry about it. And then also brand, brand it from that point too. Part of negotiation is like the branding of it. Of like, hey, I know you don't want this car, um, but you bought it. And actually, I'm doing you. A favor. I'm saving you so much <laughs> like, time I'm this from off having your hands. to fucking worry about this. You don't have to list it. You don't have to meet with people. You don't have to get it clean. Like I'll fucking take it nope. for you, my guy. Nope. Yep, yep. But also make it seem slightly like an inconvenience because right. it would be. You don't want to play your cards no. that you really want it because then he'll no. be like, well, you know. Even again, we 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 like to think Jerry yeah. is lovely but... and generous and all these things. <laughs> our self-conscious yeah. does that right regardless so you know it's like you know i i i kind of just just i, I want to be able to you know have some time and yeah. respect you and respect what you want and you know i feel like this is consider this my last mm-hmm. parting mm-hmm. gift to you i love that um i'm literally gonna just like copy and paste what you said and put it in an email after we hang up because i finally feel like <laughs> i've made a good decision but thanks to you um yeah don't, don't lease a car um so then, yeah, especially when you have the option yeah. to own one, which is so funny because I knew all this old school advice. I was like, why are you guys, you guys don't understand the scenario. They don't know the nuance of like the dog mode, the software upgrades, the like self-driving in LA is fucking unmatched. You know, um, here's the second part of yeah. that, right? Is that I have been saving and this year I finally have had a good savings year, um, and thanks to financial cool. feminist <laughs> um, and her first 100K. The 15000 would take me out a little bit beyond where I was. It, it wouldn't take me back to where I've been, but I have I was really excited to yeah. see the number that I have in my bank account right now. And if I have to just outright it, is it an ego block where I'm like, I'll take that and put the investment in my asset now. And now I, I still have the same net worth. It's just in a different place. I would say the emotion of it though. Um, you know, you're, it's, it's interesting because by the math, I don't want you taking Mm $15,000 cash. That's better off Mm -hmm. invested. Like that is, that's better off invested. However, it's not like you're, um, throwing $15,000 out the window. You are buying something, right? right? Now the ideal is a payment plan for cars because the interest rate is so low, but the payment plan is an (laughs) ex-boyfriend and that's not the ideal payment plan, right? It's not like, you know, Tesla financial or, you know, your credit union. You can, I hate personal loans. I'm just giving you your options. You could take out a personal loan for 15 K at a low interest rate, depending on your credit score. However, you're, you're then in debt to somebody mm-hmm. else. It's just less emotionally mm, messy, but you could make more money on your investments, mm. right? 7%, 7 to 8% is the average amount you can make in mm-hmm. the stock market. So any interest rate that's below that, you're actually better off just math wise, putting that money in the stock market. That's a really instead. good point because it costs more to be in debt if it's over 7%, yeah. right? So like credit cards are way more costly than putting money in the market. So that's why, you know, you want to pay credit right, cards right, out first. Right. Most personal loans, I haven't looked recently, but I think they're yeah. less than 7%. Um, I actually want to no, do a quick that's, Google on that's that. great advice too, to know that there is that option because I think I'm luckily... It's just yeah. you're in debt. It's either who, like you're who? in debt yeah. to Jared or you're in debt to... Yeah. yeah. So it's looking like oh, 3% to 36%. That's the least <laughs> helpful... 
<laughs> range of numbers. That's like nothing yeah. or everything. Yeah. That's so, that's but, so but much you, bullshit. You bring up a good point. It's looking yeah. like We're gonna 5%. Say five, but it, if you're in sure. a situation even where, you know, you could do, you could ask your parents, right? Like I even thought about that. I was like, mom, dad, what if you guys just pay him the 15,000 and I will $1,000 a month over the next 15 months, pay you back. Right. And pay that you back. emotionally satisfies everyone and gets it done. Right. And where I'm at mentally right now is like, how can I make this breakup as painless as possible with, while still challenging myself right. to show up financially and taking a hard real look at things because I'm really good at not (laughs) ignoring everything as you might have remembered yeah (laughs) you're asking such beautiful questions and I'm like so fucking proud of you and you should be so proud of yourself because like you're really thinking about this in a not only a very Mm. mature way a very mature way but also just like very Mm. uh like, how do I, how do I mm-hmm. make the most of this? And how do I, you know, cause that's the other thing that happens with mm-hmm. breakups is you're so emotionally heightened that you're just yes. like, I'll throw whatever mm-hmm. money it. at it. I need, yeah. I just want it to be done. Right. And you have to curb that impulse because you end up just fucking yourself mm-hmm. over. Right. So I love that you're actually looking at all of this. And I appreciate you're coming to me <laughs> to ask of like, okay, what yeah. are my options? So yeah, I think your options are, you know, Payment plan to Jared, pay him outright, personal loan, either through a bank credit union, through somebody, you know, if somebody, if you have the privilege and somebody's willing to do that for you. So there's, there's a bunch of different options you could do again, but you're still indebted to him. It could be like two payments. I mean, even that, right? Like yeah. I'll pay you now and I'll pay you Just in six months chunks hurt and then me. sign a they contract. Hurt my heart seeing big chunks go out. I get it. I get it. But it's either you know, it's a big chunk now or it's Small two chunks, chunks. over time. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's up to you. All of this is like, it depends yeah, on the situation and really. what you're up to. If mm-hmm. it were me, because I mean, there's a lot of things, right? I have the money to do. So if it were me, I would give him the 15 K and be done with it. Um, shifting gears. Your bitch has gone out yes. on a couple dates since being broken up with slash breaking up slash cool. couple uncoupling however you want yeah. to look at it yeah. <laughs> conscious thank you. conscious i'm um, yes, thank you um i haven't even t- i i haven't even discussed this on the podcast because i'm gonna do its own episode about like when is the time but i'm just giving y'all confidence a little teaser let you know i have been out on a few dates and i recognize i learned something about okay. myself that really went what is this about which is that i became incredibly uncomfortable with allowing someone else to pay for something. I went so far as to Mm. even say, Mm -hmm. Hey, I just, I don't know what's going on right now, but I am having like an emotional reaction to this and I feel incredibly uncomfortable. Mm. And I don't know if it's the, (laughs) as she sips her tea, I don't know if it's just like the trauma of the breakup kind of showing through or like the scarcity mindset of after, you know, me taking care of someone for so long that, someone just tried to take care of me for a minute what is that can you fix that yeah. for me <laughs> <laughs> fix it please um one talk yeah. to your therapist about it because i am not i'm uh <laughs> not qualified but mm-hmm. i do want to ask you for me i have that sometimes too and it's i don't want to owe this person that mm-hmm. i don't know i don't want to mm-hmm. owe them anything mm-hmm. Because unfortunately, our society has dictated that if a man pays for dinner, he Paying then is entitled mm-hmm. to 
sex or or whatever. whatever. Right. Now, if you are anybody out there that is bullshit and not true. And if you think that, fuck (laughs) you. (laughs) but like that, that unfortunately is kind of the thing. If I, especially, you know, uh, mandating a woman, if I Mm -hmm. pay for her, she is required Mm -hmm. to put out. I would also say for me, it is this kind of weird, I don't do it in a manipulative way. It's like Mm. a power move of, I, I just, I also, I will more likely, I'm more likely to pay for a date if it doesn't Mm. go well. It makes sense. Cause you're kind of just like, let me be done with this. I have thrown down my card for, you know, and I've paid the whole thing Mm. sometimes knowing that I am never going to see this person again, because like, I just don't, you wanted the emotional tie cut. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, maybe you can analyze me why that is, but I, I think... Well, it makes sense um, why, the way you just answered the it, question about my car. You're like, if it was me, I would just be done with it. And I was like, oh, that makes sense why you would pay for the whole meal. Because right. you're like, you know what? I can afford this and I'd rather just be done with it. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's also... Um, I, I would imagine for you, it definitely is tied to you know coming out of a five-year relationship and navigating something new and having not mm-hmm. dated for Mm -hmm. a really long time, or at least, you know, as a single uh, person (laughs) dating without a stable relationship. Right, right, right. Um, so I imagine that that, that might be part of it. And I think, I think too, yeah, you don't want to end up owing anybody anything and as fucked up as that is. Right. Um, yeah, I, I, I would have a vulnerable conversation Mm -hmm. if you feel comfortable, especially if you feel like you're Mm going to see this person again. Like, I love, even you said like, I don't know what's going on, but like, yeah. I need to just yeah. pay. Like, we'll figure this out later in therapy. And, like, maybe just that's let a, me pay. <laughs> right. But that's a beautiful, you're yes. already talking about money, right? That's a yes. beautiful opportunity yes. to round back and, um, you know, a piece of vulnerability. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't exactly know what's going on there. I imagine part of it I'm sure is mm-hmm. processing a breakup and, and, you know, I need to be feeling safe. like, yeah. okay, I'm financially tied to this other person. And I just want, I just mm-hmm. don't want to deal with it with, you know, somebody new, especially yeah, somebody right. I don't trust yet. Um, yeah. And I think it just it's being part of being <laughs> a modern woman is deciding, especially mm-hmm. if you're dating a man, like what, what a level of chivalry am mm. I comfortable with? Fucking speak on, you it. know, I have, I have some friends who are like, I don't want you to open the door for me. And I was actually just asked, I don't think the podcast will be out by the time this gets released, but I was on, um, mm-hmm. man enough with yes. Justin Baldoni and Liz Plank and just had a great conversation. And, um, one of the other co-hosts, Jamie was asking me about like his young son. I think his son was 19 and is dealing with dating women where some women are like, I want you to take care of me. I want you to buy everything. I want you to buy, you know, my manicures and my whatever. And some women are like, do not fuck with that. Like, don't open my door. Don't, you know, expect to pay. And he kind of asked me like, how, like, how do you navigate that? And for me, it's just conversations about mm-hmm. what I do like mm-hmm. and what I do expect. I've been, I've like, been just doing ask. this. It's unhealthy and I'm changing it. But on dates, it's like, I will uh, get my Apple pay ready. I'll like double tap it without them looking. And then when it pops up on the little like computer thing, I just go, Bip! and I'm like, ah, I did it. It's fine. Let's just deal with it later. And then they're like, wait, what the fuck? That was so fast. And I'm like, don't worry about it. Let's keep it anyway. So about your life, uh, well, that was so interesting. I will, I will say they need to have an opportunity <laughs> to talk to you about it. Like you can do, even, no, like, so truly, right. like you can do, we all do the, like, 
We all do the thing where we like pull out our wallets, even you're if we don't so want to pay. Right. right. You should at least to, like make, make the like perception that you're going to pay. Even if you're, you're so like, right. oh, you know, somebody That's else so is going to cover you and you're fine with that. It's me controlling but, the like, situation, not it, even giving it, them an opportunity to talk about it. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm going to flip it on you. What if I, what if I a would, dude did that? Or what if a person did that? Out. Right. Yeah. Right. You'd be like, yeah. what the fuck is this? Yeah. this? This dude doesn't feel like we I can talk that. about it. Just feels like he's Drag just going to command daddy. this. Right. So, okay. <laughs> it's, it's an opportunity right. to open up with this thing. person. Now, if you don't want to open up it. and you don't yeah. want a second date, sure. Pull out your Apple pay. I don't fucking care. Um, like, I, don't I, care. Don't, I want to ask you one more question before I let you go. Cause again, t- talking with you, why does Zach hate Moulin Rouge? Cause we need to talk about that. Uh, I, I that have time. never mistrusted that man more obviously and i love that you loved that i have two framed posters of moulin rouge it is oh my god top three movies of all did you see i love that movie more than certain dead relatives of mine okay me neither no i haven't seen it yet but i loved actually great gatsby which was a controversial opinion like i loved that okay last question last question as i'm going into (laughs) new dates and new situations where i don't always know their financial status I have always been someone, because yep. again, I was raised by a woman who taught me to never rely on a man for anything, <laughs> uh, even if it allows me yep. to achieve my dreams in a more rea- realistic way, uh, that <laughs> I have become accustomed to a certain comfortability with my life, that there are things that I'm just not willing to negotiate on. How do I Great. figure out if, you know, let's say I start to fall for someone that I know has a drastically different financial financial situation on both ends right maybe so much more money than me or so much less money than me how do i maintain that emotional balance if i know that it financially would not work out or are there boundaries to set if i know that it's uncomfortably imbalanced when you say uncomfortably imbalanced, what do you they mean? They can't afford to go on a trip that I want to go on, and I'm going to go anyway. Does that mean we mm. can't be a partnership? Because mm-hmm. I like. I think all of it comes back to what is your personal relationship? What is what is what are you willing to do? For me, if I am willing to do something nice for myself that I was going to pay for anyway. I'm okay covering mm. that person. I like that train of thought. If I know they can't afford it. Literally was having a conversation with, with the, the guy I'm dating the other day. I want to go to this really fancy hotel that I've had on my bucket list for five years. That's <laughs> ridiculously expensive. And I have made a million excuses why I can't go. And I've told myself, actually, I think I want to go. No. He's not going to be able to split that with me. It's also, yeah. he doesn't want it. So it would feel really shitty for me to say, actually, I need you to split this with me. Mm-hmm. Something that you don't care about. Just like, you know, if we went to this, like, you know, if we went to a world cup soccer game, mm. um, I like, you're paying for I'm that. Like, no, thanks. Yeah. I don't want to do that, but I'll go with you because like, that's what you, yeah. So if I'm going to go on my own and I yeah. was going to pay for it anyway, I think it makes sense. He's not going to be that much of a right. more added right. expense. Right. Especially if it's something but emotionally I him being there do. will be an additive expense where if, if, that makes sense financially and you can cover that, then that's worth it. Well, and it's like, you you want that person there, right? You probably want that person there. So it's like, yeah, "Yeah, actually I want you to come, you know, I will say though, uh, don't let it lead to resentment. That's a big one. Right. So, you know, if you are paying for this person, have an upfront conversation of, Hey, 
I'm happy to cover you because I know this is my thing. However, I'm worried that mm. I might get resentful. How mm. can we avoid that? Mm-hmm. You can be as honest as that. And maybe the other person is going to be like, well, you know, I can pay for a mm. dinner or two when we go out. And mm-hmm. you can decide if that's enough for you. Or um, I will clean the entire house before we leave. That and I'll clean the entire house when we get home. Done. Consider it. That's, that's it. Great. Right. Or, you know, I, I will make sure to, to oh, that's plan nice. everything. So you don't have yeah. the emotional labor of right. the booking of things. That's you only, you know, you can, too. you can decide what that know. looks like. Yeah. Only, you know, again, relationship to relationship. I will say women uh, who are dating men typically mm-hmm. sacrifice a lot and then mm-hmm. feel resentful later. Yeah. They're like, yeah, I got it. I'll cover you. And then in the back of their heads, they Why sit there on their vacation and they're like, Mm-hmm. So if it's going to lead don't to any it. resentment, it's that's, okay. That's it's, yeah. it's okay. That makes sense. Don't put yourself don't in that position because that's a hard thing <laughs> like, to untangle. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you're you're doing it. Is <laughs> you're doing it. So um, it'd be different, you know, if they did something that led led you to resentment. But right. like, you're actually you can only putting be yourself, mad at yourself in that scenario. <laughs> and if you're going to be resentful, right? Yeah. So if you know you're going to be resentful, you can be honest with your partner and be like, Hey, so again, I'm happy to do this. I'm happy to cover you because this is my thing. This is what I want to do, but I want this to feel, you know, and again, equality is different Mm. than equity. That's one thing that's really important. Equality means we get the same thing. Equity means the percentage is different based on involvement, you know, our, our financial standing or based on where we're at. Right. Right. Uh, if you know you're looking at a white white mm-hmm. woman versus a black woman, we don't necessarily we don't actually want equality when we mm-hmm. say we want equality. We want equity, Ownership. meaning that you don't yeah. just have the same things. A black woman doesn't have the same opportunities as a white woman. She right. has reparations right. for all of the other shit that happened before, right? So if you're in a relationship, maybe mm-hmm. everything is fifty fifty. For me, I've decided that any relationship I get in, again assuming that person makes less than me, mm-hmm. it's equity, not equality. Mm-hmm. So if we move in together. It's not right. going to be a 50, 50 split. It's going to be a 60, right. 40 or a 70, 30. So maybe that's a conversation where you're planning a trip going somewhere. You're like, I'll cover 80% of it. I'll cover 70% of it, or I'll cover the expensive parts. Mm. I'll cover the hotel and the flight. Right. Can you cover the food right. or can you cover the Ubers? Whatever that looks like. So maybe equity is, is something Sorry, to consider I as well. I have to let you go. You've been so fantastic as always. Um, <laughs> where can the people find you and tell us where we can get your new book? Thank you for having me as always. You can find me at her first hundred K on all the socials, H E R F I R S T one zero zero K. I also host the financial feminist podcast and our book financial feminist is out wherever you get your books yes. or it's available for pre-order. But, uh, yeah, ebook, all the audio book by all three hardcover, physical all copy. Right. Copy done. Thank you so much for listening. As always, rate this five stars on iTunes. If you're not going to rate it five stars, please don't rate it at all because I'm sensitive. And we will see you next week. Bye, Tori. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.